from the south of the citadel of <laughs> you're you're coming to us from the citadel of democracy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. We're so uh... nerds have a podcast. Maybe this might be the last one. Guys. Like, <laughs> if the country falls, do we do we continue the podcast? If we continue the podcast from just behind the front lines. Uh, <laughs> hey, if there's like a coup, do we still have to keep working? <laughs> that was one of my favorite tweets. Of that today. was like I honestly, love that tweet. I had a similar thought today. Like, mm-hmm. how do I go into work tomorrow? <laughs> like, right? things are just okay. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, my name is... Nothing happened. I'm Nick. (laughs) I'm Elise. I'm Alex. Uh, You're still Alex. I'm still Alex. Still Alex. Uh, My other favorite one is... uh, My other favorite tweet from today is... I'm at the coup. I'm at the super spreader. I'm at the combination coup slash super spreader. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Damn it. Oh, so anyway, so it, yeah. If you're listening to us in the future, uh, presuming the look future, <laughs> take, take a look at the date in which this is uploaded, and you may understand what happened. Uh, this this day was uh, the the coup attempt by a bunch of Trumpists that decided that uh, to try to storm the the Capitol and succeed in storming the Capitol, and then stand around looking at statues and, oh, and they sitting stole, in desks. They, they stole a podium. <laughs> they stole a podium. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, that's like probably the only cool thing that they did. <laughs> I saw a lot of like, people think today, like, what if Black Lives Matter had done this? And I was just like, every time they said it, like, I knew what they meant. Like, oh, they would have mm-hmm. they would have yeah. been killed by Capitol Police, which is true. But in my head, I was imagining that like things just went as smoothly and like like without any sort of pushback as it went for them today. And it was just it was like that Simpsons gag where they're like, oh, imagine a world without lawyers, and it goes into like Lionel Hutz's head, and it's all the the people of all the different cultures and nations like dancing and singing in harmony. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was just like, man, yeah, imagine if Black Lives Matter like stormed. <laughs> Like was just ushered into the Capitol by Capitol Police. <laughs> that was. I I, I, uh, I was actually talking about that with my grandma, and uh, I was thinking like these these are people that like worship like America as like the nationalist concept of it. Yeah. So I'm not super surprised that there wasn't a lot of vandalism of like statues and paintings and stuff. Stealing desks, you know, you know, rifling through desks, stealing podiums—that I, like, I expect. Um, but like, yeah, no, the—they're not burning down the Capitol um, because they believe it's like the—I don't know—the temple that they're going to dedicate to the god Emperor Trump whenever they finally <laughs> succeed. <laughs> yeah, like just. I've also seen people saying things like, who could have, like, this would have been really obvious in retrospect. Who could have foreseen this? I'm like, I, like... Have you not been paying attention for the past four years? Like, I feel like one podcaster that I've listened to had, like, four different, like, entirely different podcasts about this idea. Like, this Mm -hmm. is the least surprising thing that has happened. Yeah. I'm surprised that it was this well organized, which, considering they got into the Capitol and then didn't 
do anything. Yeah. Like, they printed off t-shirts for it. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? No, they had t-shirts printed, which was like uh, January 6th, 2021 Civil War. And it was like the like the Captain America Civil War logo thing. Oh my God. <laughs> the worst. I hate <laughs> everything about this world that we live in. <laughs> I just, I hate every part of that <laughs> hard it's uh... traitor's rag flown in washington capital for the first time uh ever as far as i know i'm uh, sure that there have been right-wing protesters like flying it in in the past but yeah like i don't know if they've managed to get it in the building no probably not in the building <laughs> that's true uh so like, yeah, like all the people that I've seen that are just like, like, what? This happened? And it's like, they organized on Twitter. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was out there in the daylight of the internet. Like, mm-hmm. like attention, you could have fucking seen it. Like, like, this wasn't like some, some 4chan hidden, like, alt-right, you know, yeah. behind 15 paywalls. No, this was just out there. Do you remember, do, do, do y'all remember, like, during, I think it was the Obama administration, when, like, the white supremacy group, um, or maybe they weren't white supremacists, they were totally they probably were. They, but, like, that that alt-right group that took over um, the national park lands. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the militia, that happened, yeah. Yeah, that happened this week, um, all those fucking years ago. So it's like, you know, it's not even that, like, this has been happening for the last four years, like, this has been happening for the past fucking decade. Yeah. It's been happening for like forever. Like Like, there was a little bit of a lull like after 9-11, but like like fucking Oklahoma City, Ruby Ridge, like, you know, David Duke running for president. Like this shit's been happening forever. And Mm -hmm. if you're surprised in any way by this, would I say that this is America? Yes, I would. (laughs) America. Oh no, I was going to say, <laughs> would you say this is a country uh founded by white supremacists for white supremacy? Yes. And the fact that it has gotten marginally less for white supremacy, like there there there's like slightly less overt white supremacy and people hey. have been fl- flipping the fuck <laughs> out about that for the last 150 years. Mm-hmm. Like good news everybody, we technically don't have slavery. Yeah, right. <laughs> like Except as a punishment for a crime. Yeah. <laughs> don't look over there. Don't don't look. Don't look too hard. <laughs> like, making more more things uh, illegal to to make sure that we constantly have a source of free labor. Yeah. So the two. Oh, sorry, Alex. Were you going to say something? Oh no. Go go ahead. Go ahead. I said like the two. Th- so the two thoughts that are like constantly stuck in my head right now mm-hmm. um, are one. Um, fucking Congresswoman Abigail Span- Spanberger, <laughs> um, of Virginia, like, so okay, so like back in back in November, she was the one that like kicked up a big shit. Also, she's former CIA. There's um, no such thing as former CIA. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like... but, but she's like a moderate. She's like one of those like moderate Emily List kind of Democrats, and she specific she was like kicking up a shitstorm on twitter 
back in November saying stuff like, oh, stop saying defund the police or else people like me are going to lose elections. And I was just like, like, I, I just kept looking at like the footage of the police literally opening the gates for these terrorists to come in, standing there peacefully as they like, are have their fucking waving their fucking guns everywhere taking taking selfies with them mm-hmm. taking selfies with them and i'm just like what'd you say bitch <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just like come again because i didn't forget all right mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's like definitely the stuff and just like how many white moderates were like don't call trump a fascist stop saying that and like all the people on my my timeline that are like I mean, this is how Hitler started. And it's like, we are, we are, we are, we are way beyond the starting of fascism. We're we're to the beer hall push now, I feel like. (laughs) We're several years in. If if they had actually done anything cool in the Capitol, like we would be at the Reichstag fire probably, but like they would have fucked that up even because, you know, the whole way that the Reichstag fire worked is that we did it like the, they could pretend it wasn't them. There, there was plausible deniability. <laughs> now it's like we have like you're on YouTube. Yeah, like you're on YouTube, you dum dum. And then, um, and the other thing that keeps going through my head is so, um, how I said earlier about how the Proud Boys organized on Twitter, like they mm-hmm. organized on Twitter, like you, like it is documented. And Twitter, I just remember like. I just keep thinking about how Twitter was like, yeah, we can't um, enforce our community guidelines like we have in Europe because then we'd have to take down a bunch of Republican lawmakers accounts. And then just a few like minutes before we started, mm-hmm. Twitter Twitter has announced that they have temporarily locked President Trump's account. Right. And for, it's like, for, for 20 for 12 hours, 12 you know, hours. just just tonight what's he gonna do for the next 12 hours he's going to implode. like you know what covid is finally gonna catch up with oh his my stomach. god that would actually that would be the funniest fucking thing <laughs> i said when he first got covid that the funniest thing would be if he got it and then died like the day after he lost to biden in the landslide election and you know he did lose to biden pretty super hard and he, but he survived but like Man, like, yeah, no, if he died, if he died in the next 12 hours, it would be fire. Like, that (laughs) died of lack of Twitter. Yeah. Well, like, like, I mean, I feel like the only things this man has in his life are golf, Twitter, and McDonald's. Fox News. Fox News. And he can't, he can't get McDonald's right now because there's a curfew. That's true. Well, I mean, he, he can't could, tweet. He can't golf yeah. because there's a curfew. He could probably say, I'm sure that they could like put someone in like Marine 2 or like or oh, something God. like that. The president needs to Yeah, they yeah. Gotta, like, like airlifted at like airlift like some poor like like White House aide over to like fucking Baltimore God. to go pick up McDonald's for the president. I, I am surprised no, that there isn't know. like a personal McDonald's in the White House. <laughs> So, no, you know what? It would be, it wouldn't even be Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It would be that, like, stupid, like, for unknown reasons, hella swanky McDonald's at the National Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, would that be open? Because, again, 
curfew. Like, no, because it... it's technically in Maryland. Mm. Um, but I don't know if Maryland's. I know, like the governor has issued. Yeah, um, Alexandria is under curfew. Yeah, Ale- and Arlington, Alexandria and Arlington are under curfew right now, um, which is fucking wild. Yeah, this whole fucking situation is wild. I mean, I guess when those people say. No, I'm from DC. They can now really feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke for just the Virginians. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Uh, no. Did anyone? Sorry. Did anyone else like lose it when Trump came out and said to the uh, to his supporters that I love you, we love you, you're special. Like <laughs> I I saw that live on the BBC on my TV and fucking died <laughs> laughing. I was not watching a lot of like the live like I couldn't handle the live coverage. Like uh-huh. when it was going on, I'm like, I'm gonna go for a fucking run. So I went out and went for a run and came back mm-hmm. and still had energy. So I did yoga and was just like, now okay, let's see what's going on now. And I looked and it's like oh it's my more God. of a dumpster fire. <laughs> Yeah, no, I because I was watching it while baking cookies just to kind of distract myself, and and it had it on the background, and then like they had Biden give his speech about the citadel of democracy, uh, which was pretty funny, uh, and then and then they had Trump say that that. he did actually say that, right? Um, And and then Trump came out to uh, to to give uh, his supporters. Uh, tell them that they're his, his special snowflakes. You're my special little boys. You're my special little guys. Special uh, little proud boys. Oh my god! You, you're really good at punching each other while naming breakfast cereals. So everybody keeps talking about like, oh, we need to impeach Trump. We need to invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment, and it's like, no, we could just hand his ass over to Interpol. I would love that to happen. If you, if like January Fifth, Twenty Twenty One, because every because. We thought 2020 was a shit show, but every day in 2021 has been a fucking year. <laughs> like, Iran uh, submitted a warrant for Trump's arrest to Interpol and is mm-hmm. waiting for Interpol to, fucking like, I love basically so give them, much. like, a yay or nay on it. And I'm just like, like, like he's beyond impeachment. Right. Like, he has literally caused people, and this time, Americans' lives, I, which we all know are more valuable. So we should just turn his ass over I, to Honestly, I mean, if today didn't happen, like that, that Iran warrant would go nowhere. Not mm-hmm. like there's a good like twenty five percent chance that like, <laughs> that like he just gets handed over to fucking like to fucking Interpol and like, We're just, stands, like take him. <laughs> stands trial at the Hague. Like when that first happened, I'm like, that would be awesome. But there's like a 1%, like not even a 1% chance of that happening. Somebody on Twitter said that Trump's uh, Trump's presidential period uh, is parallels with Mussolini and should end as such. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That would, that would be great too. I don't know. I like, see, I prefer the idea of him going to the Hague and I'll tell you why. Because, because Trump going to the Hague would open up the the precedent for former u.s presidents to stand trial for war crimes mm-hmm. which i can think of like three or four other people that that would benefit from from being put on trial for war crimes that is very true and while i would love to see that i would also love to see former uh war criminal war criminals experience the uh, wonders of being upside down in the gas station that's true too um, 
so you know it's win-win either way yeah i'll take either one I, i'm just gonna say but are I, we gonna get like locked down for treason one that's while that would be cathartic as hell i'm just i'm also saying that like that version of it would mean that george w bush gets to live out the rest of his days in peace painting like the ghosts <laughs> of all the children he murdered uh, but the other way keep the, me up at a week at night i'm sorry I should say that I stole that joke from the onion. Yeah. Um, but the Hague way means that he gets to go on trial, um, which I'm, I'm good with either one of those, but mm-hmm. I, I like, I would like to see like, like 15 year old me would be very excited to know it's going to take almost 20 years, but you will see George Bush on trial for war crimes. Anyway. And isn't that who we should be trying to impress is our 15-year-old selves? You know, you live every day like you, you want your 15-year-old self to think you're cool. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how I live my uh, life. <laughs> God, it would be... Uh, uh, I don't know. Never mind. I thought I had a thought, uh, but I'm just... I'm just uh, thinking... I'm just thinking more about how uh, Interval... Just we need, we need to get Inspector Zenigata on the case. Just... <laughs> like, you know where he is. I want someone who'll actually manage to catch him, though. Like, get get the get the Interpol from uh, Carmen Sandiego, not the Interpol <laughs> from, from Lupin the Third. Acme Detective Agency? What? <laughs> well, but then, didn't they? Oh no, they they worked for Interpol in the game. There was a like because oh, there was the game the beginning of the the original game, like the Apple II one. Like wow. you had a telefax in front of you, and it was like it typed out like oh incoming message from Interpol. Carmen Sandiego, like one of Carmen Sandiego's goons, has stolen the Eiffel Tower. I never played the original game. I. I've had a Where in the USA is Carmen Sandiego game, mm. um, which featured like full motion video of the chief from the, um, from the, from the yeah, from the TV show. Uh, but no, I never, I never played the original Where in the World. I'll, I'll have to. Um, so I know that there is a free Apple II emulator somewhere on the internet mm-hmm. that has like all of those games. So I'll have to track that down and send it to you. Cause I've, I've definitely, spent a few afternoons in adulthood being like, oh man, sabotage. Oh. But then you got to remember like, what is, what was the world like when that game came out with like 87 or whatever? Uh, I think 80, yeah, something like that. Uh, so like geography is, is hard, can be hard enough. Geography of the past is, you know, I don't know, hard for some. I, geography is, is fun for me, but like, if you're not if you if you don't know what version of the game you're playing, you might get a little tripped up. What is the capital of Czechoslovakia? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't quite that extreme, but it was definitely like when I played it, it was already kind of dated because it was like, oh yeah, she's in the Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, is this? Co- what is this country on the? red sea and the answer is north yemen and you're like (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it wouldn't they didn't get into any of like like any country that's been like balkanized 
or like I guess reverse vulcanize. How would they know? <laughs> but it, like it just it just happened to be because it would be like you would go to like it would be you'd be like major countries like you'd go to like mm -hmm. India and like Japan and the Soviet mm -hmm. Union like Egypt but like I don't really remember. There, there were like there were not many. There were not this many. this country. This country is in a uh, a union with Syria, and it's called the United Arab Republic. What is this other country in the United Arab Republic? It would be more like like the the hints would um, in the original were things like oh, like she left in a plane with a with a red and white flag on the tail, and you would look at like the different places you could fly to, and they're usually like three different airports mm -hmm. that you could fly to from any airport that you were at. And so you look and it'd be like, you could fly to Paris, you could fly to Tokyo, or you could fly to like, um, like Moscow. Right. And so it's like, Oh, those three, which one has the red and white flag, you know, well, two of them have red and white in their flag. So the like, flag, just, oh. just red and white. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and even if it was like, Oh, well that's not enough. So maybe you go to the next place in that location, but then you I risk that getting away because you're spending too much time investigating. So as long as you know what the flags were in 1987, you should be good. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> it was 85, but yeah. Oh, 85, okay. It's actually like ridiculous. Like the game is ridiculously easy, I think. Like even considering how dated it is. Again, the only, the only country that I can think of that is in the game that no longer exists is the Soviet Union. Um... Well, I'll, you'll have to send that to me, and I'll have to check that out and, and let you know. Uh, yeah. Are, are we done talking about the fall of democracy? I feel like 20 minutes was long enough. Oh, to... uh, man. I don't know. We might circle around back to it. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll keep talking about the coup. What about the counter-counter? The attempted... counter-counter-counter-coup? Counter-counter-coup. <laughs> An attempted coup is still a coup. It's just yeah. not successful yet. I say yet because you know <laughs> tomorrow is another day. Pedro is going to end up being the president by the end of all this. <laughs> oh, was did I get did I mispronounce the name? I didn't hear it. Oh, I said Nicholas Pedro. Oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, fuck. oh, of oh yeah, no, no, of of Venezuela, yeah. He's going to wind up as president by the end. Um, coup jokes. Um, so uh, apparently, according to NPR, um, they, uh, Congress has now reconvened. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that was inconvenient. Um, <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna go ahead and do the thing now. Yeah. The thing that we were going oh, to do the whole time. God. Sorry. So they're, they've, they've uh, apparently reconvened and now, um, they're certifying the process. They're continuing to certify the pro the um, president-elect Joe Biden's White House win. Yeah. However, However, there's still fucking Republicans being like, well, this isn't a legitimate oh election. fucking God. Like, they're still doing that? <laughs> they're still breaking to vote on every single state? <laughs> 
because because like the news the newscasters were talking about that and we we're like well maybe they'll decide to just go ahead and and get over that but no apparently I not think we just put these people on trial like yeah <laughs> yeah fucking mitch mcconnell that goddamn turtle is, is talking right now Ted, just ted cruz needs to be in prison for life i don't believe in prison <laughs> <laughs> but like what is yeah, yeah. Re-education <laughs> camp. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Re-education. Like, yeah, let's call it that. Re-education yeah. camp for Ted Cruz. Oh my God, could you imagine? <laughs> I volunteer for that job. <laughs> what? Re-educating <laughs> Ted Cruz? Yes. <laughs> <sighs> trying to trying to educate him in the ways of. You know, whatever obscure form of socialism ends up winning. Uh, I just... The fact that it's, like, there's still, like, like, I... I don't know how to put into words how... Am I frustrated? Am I angry? Am I resigned? Like... (laughs) Like, I'm like mostly, what? <laughs> I'm mostly just tired. Like honestly, I'm just like oh, like okay, I was expecting guys. them to All reconvene, right. but like just the fact that the Republicans continue to have the goal. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Like, but it's just like they've been doing this shit for forty read years. Like the room openly, openly yeah. they've been doing that. Well, no, fifty years they've been doing this shit since like fucking Nixon. With, like, the fucking like, Southern strategy, like... Three hours ago, you were on the fucking floor of the U.S. Congress... Cowering! Cowering for your life like you were a fucking high schooler in a school shooting. And I guess we're gonna get up, brush the dust off, and continue to fucking say that Joe Biden didn't win this election. Well, what else What else do they have? What else are they going to do? You know what I mean? I mean, like, I guess they, they don't have a soul, so got, I shouldn't expect too much. They've got nothing. They have nothing to our to 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 offer the people of this country other than outrage, and like that is being harnessed like to such a wild extent that you have people doing shit like this to support a man who would not bother to like, you know, give them a second glance if they were dying of hunger on the sidewalk. Like Donald Trump does not give a single fuck about any of these people. And like the fact that they are willing to throw their lives away like this for a void of charisma like Donald Trump, is just, I, I, I can't fathom it. I just don't understand. Yeah. But I do, I do understand. It's because these people have systematically destroyed America and then gone to those like same people whose lives they've destroyed and say, hey, your life's destroyed. You should be mad about it. And then pointed them at someone else. Like, it's infuriating. It's just this is a comedy podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just I'm this sorry. is an entertainment podcast. Yeah, like remember when we used to talk about like nerd shit? <laughs> Politics is nerd shit. Ugh. 
Pol- political nerds. Political nerds. Uh, aye, aye, aye. The, um... So we watched Wonder Woman. <laughs> we talked about that on last... Did no, we, we, we definitely did not. Oh, no, no, that didn't come up, because this is the first, uh, this is the first one this year. Yeah. Oh, God, this is the first one of this year. This is, welcome to 2021. We, oh, yeah, welcome to 2021. Oh, fuck. Man, are we, so how, are we really going to sit here and talk about <laughs> fucking, like, Wonder Woman and uh, Bridgerton? Okay, first off, I have one question about Wonder Woman 84. Okay. Okay. Does she punch Ronald Reagan in the face? No. Oh, my God. Missed the president The president is in the I'm sorry. President is in the fucking movie, and it's not Ronald Reagan. Like it doesn't look anything like him. Doesn't sound anything like him. They don't call him Mr. Reagan. I'm like, sure, like Patty Jenkins wanted to do it, and I then Warner so. Brothers probably I, I, pulled. No, it was like it, it was a huge coward out move. Is Jimmy Cart now? <laughs> Jimmy Carter's the president. No. Um, it just looks like someone's like sitcom dad. Like, <laughs> like, like this generic white guy. Didn't didn't they like kill off a major historic figure in the first Wonder Woman? Like some some German general that was like Was he a real person? I think so. This is how much we know about I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I never saw the Wonder Woman movie. So I saw the I don't... Wonder Woman movie, but I don't remember it that well. Um there was definitely like there was a German like villain in it, um, who turned out to not be the main villain. I don't, I don't think he was a real person or a I, person. I remember him. I remember reading about it and being like, "Oh, hey, it's that guy." Um, I yeah, no, I honestly, I honestly don't remember. There were no, there were no historical figures in this movie. Like, there was really no reason for it to be set in the eighties, other mm-hmm. than like the villain is vaguely like nineteen eighties style businessman. Yeah, it's it's Eric Ludendorff. Eric 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 Ludendorff was in the first movie. And he got like uh, killed or something, and he he was like the quartermaster general of the German army, and like basically the dictator of the of Imperial Germany during World War One. Huh. I I did not look at that. I barely remember the movie. So, so we're gonna punch we're gonna punch Ludendorff in the face, but not Reagan in the face. Cowards. Yeah. Huge, All of them cowards. Huge coward move. <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 not good. It's not a good movie. Um, I don't know. What did I don't know? Um, Do we want to talk about it this week? I don't, I'm, like, I, I'm really tired, and I don't know if I want to if I have the energy to talk about Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, it was it was interesting. We watched it on Christmas Day. Um, we watched it on Christmas Day. I do. I will like the one thing I want to say is I'm I'm glad that we got to watch a new movie on Christmas. Um, without having to like make anyone work on Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like um, I don't know. I I don't I don't have the energy because it was it was very wild. There was a lot of sparkly lights. <laughs> there were some interesting like camera choices that were made. Um. I don't know. 
God, I'm so tired. I'm so <laughs> tired. And I can't muster the energy to talk about fucking Wonder Woman. I don't know. I it's interesting because it was it was funny because like one of my friends from college she did that she really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um and so I it was it was cool because like everybody had either everyone that we watched it with had either very like we watched the quarantine pod, we're being safe. Um, but everybody had like very mixed feelings about it. Um, to like mixed to negative feelings. Mm-hmm. I'd um, say more negative. It's not as good as the first one. No. Um, it kind of sucks. I think a lot of people were hoping that it would be more like Themyscira women warrior stuff. And it just wasn't. Um, and a lot of the things that like made the first one really special were really lacking in this one. Um, God, I've just heard so many hot takes and just every day has been a year. <laughs> so I kind of is blowing my mind that Christmas was less than two weeks ago. Yeah. So I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. That hasn't already been said. Drudge up the internet, go back machine, the way, the way back machine to like th- two weeks ago when we all gave a shit about this movie. <laughs> i'm still seeing people talk about it but yeah i mean i I don't know it's it's not it's not very positive stuff of the the um the the theming is really off yeah um the theming gets very muddled the, the message of the movie is basically hey you yes you the person who wants a slightly better life Stop that. That's a lie. It's a lie to want something else. (laughs) Only you can save the world by listening to me and stop wanting whatever you want. uh, Because it's like, it's this stupid, like, Wishmaster, like, kid movie, like, kind of nonsense. Um, yeah. That is like basically everyone's just kind of getting whatever wishes they want just granted to them and it's ending the world. Which I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me because it was like what like the 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 not Reagan president wishes for more nuclear missiles because the Russians are getting more nuclear missiles and he wants to be able to stop them. And so like it it basically starts ending with like the world on the brink of nuclear war. And I'm just like so the world is inching closer and closer to nuclear war and not one pe- one person of the 5 billion or so people alive on the planet Earth in 1985 was like, I wish there were no nuclear weapons. I feel like one person might have that as their wish, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Or the number of people that would wish not Reagan to not be president. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, I I was listening to one of the uh, one of the many people who were talking about it this week was the uh, the We Hate Movies podcast was doing their uh, is is doing their worst of twenty twenty month. Oh yeah, they were going to do something else. I think they were going to do that um, the Doctor Doolittle movie that came out like January of last year. God. Uh, yeah, which I completely forgot about. But then there were like then after they recorded the episode where they announced that Wonder Woman came out and they all watched Wonder Woman and were like, shit, we've got to start with we gotta this. Talk, we got to talk about that. And so they was like, there was a, they invited on a guest who they have on occasionally who was like a huge Wonder Woman fan. And like, she's also like a movie critic and she like fucking hated it. And Ooh. so like the whole episode was like three hours long <laughs> of them talking about this movie. Oh goodness. 
Um, Cause she was like going really deep into, well, in the comics, like this kind of stuff happens. And which was something that I was like talking about, like watching the movie too. Like they honestly waste one of my favorite DC characters as the villain in this movie, which is a shame because like the casting is great. Like it's Pedro Pascal um, who plays the Mandalorian um, and he's a great actor and he's a great choice for this role, but it's like, they don't, there's no reason why it needed to be that character. And like that character has like, there's a particular history with that character and wonder woman in the comics that could have been like made for a really interesting conflict that just kind of doesn't happen in the movie very much. Mm. So, yeah. I um on casting, I guess like the one thing that I really want to say about Wonder Woman is just like, why the fuck was Kristen Wiig there? <laughs> um, like that was just such, such poor casting. And I guess like the whole point, there's two things that like bothered me about it. Like, I guess like the whole point is like, oh, she's a cheeky comedy actress. So, you know, and like you're kind of limited in the number of like, truly comedic actresses who have the kind of A-list recognition where they can be in a movie like Wonder Woman, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, I guess you've got Kate McKinnon. Um, and, and specifically, if you we were going to go with like a white lady, and now I'm realizing that they're all white and blonde. Um, <laughs> but it's like, you guys, like, I guess Kate McKinnon, um, Melissa McCarthy, and um Amy fuck in Trainwreck. Uh, she had a show on MTV. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. <clears throat> Amy Schumer. And then and and then you have Kristen Wig. And I guess like I guess if I'm a Hollywood executive and I'm looking at the four of them and I'm like, well, I guess it's gotta be Kristen Wig. Um, if we're going to purely just cast a comedic like a comedic A-lister and um but like a comedic white e-lister, but I don't know. It just the casting seemed really off to me. Um and and then there was like so okay, so trigger warning for sexual assault. Um and also I guess spoiler alert, but who cares less about that? Um so so if you don't wanna like listen to I'm like I'm telling you now it's about sexual assault. If you don't want to listen to it, I guess skip ahead two minutes or so. Um, so in the movie, like Kristen Wiig is supposed to be like this mousy girl that works at this mousy kind of woman that works at um, one of the Smithsonian's, right? And she's walking home from work. And this drunk guy starts like stalking her and tries to assault her. And, um, you know, Diana Wonder Woman comes up and like pushes the guy away and they, they get away. Um, and she's like, oh man, like, I wish I could be like you. I wish I could defend myself, blah, 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 blah. And that ends up being her wish on the wishing stone um, is like, I wish I could be more like Diana. And then like the scene comes again and he tries to assault her again and it was like oh like where's your friend now and she tries to get away first and then like he keeps going after her so she turns around and beats the shit out of him mm -hmm. Which, like 
And the movie is supposed to frame it as like, this is her dark choice. She's turning to the dark side. Like the lighting literally gets darker. She's wearing all black. Like um, the fucking music goes like this, the dark orchestral. And I'm like, her choice to stand up to being assaulted is a turn to the dark side. What? Like her fucking choice to beat the shit out of a rapist and what we know statistically about rapist. So like if he was trying it on Kristen, Kristen Wiig, there is like a high statistical chance he has actually assaulted somebody in his past and she beats the shit out of him. And we are supposed to have that framed as like, she's turning to the fucking dark side. And I was just, are you kidding me right now? Like that was the part. And it was like, I just, I just could not <laughs> with the movie in that moment. Like, I'm like, I just, you know, cause it, it, it was so it was so tone deaf and I want to believe you know and it just really sucks because like we had one of the cool things about Wonder Woman was that we had a female superhero who did not who one didn't have a sexual assault as part of her like becoming a hero-ness right her mm-hmm. hero's journey and yeah. two she actually got to have like good consensual dick you know <laughs> So, so the fact that in the Chris second, Pine, straight prover. Yes, Chris Pine, straight prover. So like, <laughs> the fact that like in the second movie, they're like, yeah, but you shouldn't beat up your rapist after. Oh, but you shouldn't enjoy it so much. Oh, that's... you shouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> you should... That's the problem. That was the bad thing. God, was like, I just like. Like Diana did it and it was fine, but she did it because she just did enough of it to get him to stop that one time. Even though, yeah, this guy is clearly like professional rapist like this is his ter- like like he's, lurks in the shadows he, drunkenly he dre- he's dressed like fucking willie loman from death of a salesman and, oh hangs, and hangs out in this one spot looking for women to assault every night it's, it's sexual every- assault alley yeah he goes home every day and he's just like oh i nearly closed it on the big sexual assault account Right. Clocks in in the morning and just yeah. stands in that alley all day. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it was just like, it was really, really tone deaf. And really, and you're just like, wow, a woman signed off on this? <laughs> like, yeah. the sisterhood. <laughs> like, anyway, I guess that's it. That was, that was like, you know, and the rest of the movie, I kind of was lukewarm on, but that, that part, I was really, I was really peeved about that i i thought that was really shitty of them uh, um oh no go ahead yeah uh kind of on the opposite end of that of uh, the woman that they had on we hate movies angelica jade bastian is her name um one of the things that she was really like was very upset about like i said it's kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum <laughs> is just how sexless the movie is where it's like what there's a sex scene there's a sex scene that where it's like oh you're like it's like you don't see anything happen like well the first one was like that too where it was literally like we're gonna smile right and close the The door door. yeah but it was also like what she was saying was like specifically like you you had sex with this one guy one time 70 years ago listen it was a good dicking and like (laughs) She hasn't had sex since then. And, you know, she looks like Gal Gadot. 
know, like, and then the, one of the other things they point out is that like, oh yeah, but she, like when, when they introduce um, Max Lord, who's the villain of the movie, they're like, oh yeah, like the guy from TV. And she's like, she says the, oh, I don't own the TV. Um, and it's like, all right, so you don't have sex. You don't like parties. You don't watch TV. What do you do? <laughs> like, she reads books you... and pines after Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. She which probably has like 20 vibrators considering like the most sexual tension in the movie is the scene where she first meets Kristen Wiig's character like that's what God, like, the, yeah that was the other thing <laughs> it's like and then Chris Pine shows up to be like don't worry everybody she's not into women she's only interested in Chris Pine normal straight man <laughs> normal straight Broadway star Chris Pine <laughs> oh straight fruit Chris, uh, and then and then yeah she pairs off with him and then Kristen Wiig's character pairs off with Max Lord and it's like don't worry everyone like everyone's got a case of the not gays yeah <laughs> yeah because she oh. yeah she, um cheetah it turns out she's cheetah spoiler um Kristen Wiig's character ends up like I, I don't know getting getting real which also Pedro Pat, like, talk about, like, incredibly attractive people. Mm -hmm. The fact that, like, like, nobody's smoldering at Pedro Pascal. And I get that he's, like, playing this smarmy person, but I'm, like, I mean. Kristen Wiig was. I'm, like, it's still Pedro Pascal. Like, yeah, come on. (laughs) Like, come on, Wishmaster. I don't know. I say is the the one person on this uh, podcast that... (laughs) That is into dudes. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, like I can objectively tell that Pedro Pascal, like, is attractive to like people dude. who are into men. Like, <laughs> I think his mustache on the Mandalorian's a little bit gross, but you know, he shaves that off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know I'm in the minority on that opinion, yeah. but <sighs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I like I said I haven't seen it, so it's, uh, it's not it's not very good. <laughs> it's actually it's a little disappointing. Um, yeah. Which I I mean I kind of was a little disappointed by the original. Um, like I think I had a slightly more negative opinion of it. Like I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was a bad movie, but like I just I whenever I think about it, I think about the last like twenty or thirty minutes, which is just another like dumb like dc snyder verse punch fest which i hate mm-hmm. i like i hate those things um but then i was like watching this one and i was thinking back to the original i'm like oh yeah no the original like up to those last like 20 or 30 minutes the original was actually really good and like especially in comparison to this movie which is like not very good at all and is like like the original has like interesting characters they're most of the acting well most of the acting in this one was pretty decent too with with again the exception of gal gadot who just her thing is that she's six foot tall and looks like gal gadot (laughs) and like when when that's your ability like you don't actually have to be able to act and you can still get cast in movies yeah like which is fine like if that if that's like if that's what you've got, hey, like, I'm not going to be upset at her for, like, using that. Yeah, if you got it, flaunt it. Yeah, but it's, like, when you put her up against, like, again, like, Kristen Wiig and Chris Pine, who, like, 
is not super talented, but is like charming. You know what I mean? He's competent. Mm-hmm. He's competent. He's competent. He's a very competent actor. Um, and like, if you can't get one of the better Chris's, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you if you can't get if you can't get um, I don't know. I think Chris Pine is is high up on the tier of Chris's. Um, what's the one that that played Captain America? Oh, um, what is his last name? I was thinking about Chris Hemsworth, and now I don't remember what uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. See, Chris Evans is the S tier. I think Chris Hemsworth, but yeah, that's Chris. Yeah. <laughs> That's those, just those is, are, is this like the Corey and Corey of the of the 2020s? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, there's like five different like white guys named Chris who are like in every movie. I think right. they've all been in an MCU they, movie. At most this of point. them, yeah. Um, and I, Chris, Fine, Chris Pine, Chris Pine hasn't. Who's in DC? Who's in DC? So yeah, all five white Chris's have <laughs> been in a superhero movie. Um, but yeah, Chris Evans is not the S tier of Chris's. It is, it is like you, you have to ask him because like Hemsworth is off, Hemsworth and Evans are off doing something for the MCU. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean Chris Pine is not the S tier. Yeah. Chris Pine is not the S tier. He's fine. He's like, like, he's like A or B tier. Like he's competent, but I'm not, I'm saying he's not as good, you know? Yeah. He's competent. And he's charming. And he yeah. looks like Chris Pine, mm-hmm. like, which, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of get you pretty far in life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like and, poor like Kristen, like yeah. I don't know. Even though she's like such bad casting, it's like she she fucking tried. She does her best impression of Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. Yeah, and like honest to God, like the only person who could do that is Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. Yeah, like like I, I, everyone else who's tried to do that exact same character just fucking falls flat can't on their face. Do it because they're not mm. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Um, and Kristen Wiig, like, she came pretty close, yeah. but, like... You gotta feel bad for Pedro Pascal. Yeah, Pedro like, Pascal. Pedro, surrounded he, by... Like, man, Pedro Pascal, he's trying the most. Of everyone in this movie, God. like, he actually is the one that's like, oh, I'm gonna act in this scene. I hope that's okay, guys. You guys, <laughs> is it okay? I'm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have some pathos here in this scene. I hope you don't mind too much. <laughs> uh... Like the most emotional beat is going to be anytime I'm with my son. Right. <laughs> it's like, I, dude, you're in, uh, you're in Wonder Woman 1984, my man. Like, like I'm so sorry, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like really interesting. I'm, we had a lot to say about this movie when we were at the beginning. We we're like so tired. Yeah. Um, it's really fascinating to me that like Pedro Pascal is like such a solid workhorse of an actor, and he's like his best known roles are like game of thrones the mandalorian Mm -hmm. wonder woman (laughs) like you really think that he'd be like out there like cleaning it up i mean maybe he did before he was in all of these other like big name things like but you think that he would be like the indie darling right like the indie drama darling or like you know he'd be out there like like instead of fucking Kylo Ren, he would be the one in a marriage story. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Like he's just so he's just so good. Um, and he has such a wonderful range, and he knows when to be hammy and he knows when to be serious. And it's just like, man, all these chops, and you're playing like second fiddle to Gal Gadot. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just kind of sad. <laughs> uh i'm sorry this one goes out to you pedro yeah <laughs> hope you're doing okay in your million dollar mansion man yeah your game of thrones money oh what he was apparently in the 
2011 Wonder Woman uh, like failed pilot. Huh. Um, Maybe he just really likes Wonder Woman. I guess. I don't know. Man, I, I completely fucking forgot that that was going to happen. Yeah, he's been in a lot of like like shitty movies and shitty TV shows. He was in the Adjustment Bureau God, as a, a as a fucking Mater D. <laughs> like, I guess he was in if, if Beale Street could talk. But oh, I, okay. I'm surprised that like that's not more of his credits. Yeah. Because then it's like I was in an episode of Burn Notice. Yeah. <laughs> he was in one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, right? He was in one episode of Good versus Evil. God, I'm probably the only person that remembers that goddamn show. And I I think I've brought it up on the podcast before. Good versus Evil? Yeah. yeah. But uh, he's in yeah. such terrible things. And you're like, but you're so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't you know you could do better? <laughs> Pigeons, you can fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro Pascal. You're too good for this. I shit. mean, I feel like he's having a moment right now, so I, I hope yeah, that. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I hope that he starts finding, you know, more, more, some more meaty roles in the future, yeah. like more substantial things. Because was it? I I didn't see the later seasons of um of Game of Thrones, but wasn't he like that the Martell that like was built up as going to be this huge badass, and then he's just like instantly killed by the mountain? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was he was Oberon Martell, who was like, I mean, just sexy, like just fucking sexy. I'm sorry, <laughs> but he was also like, I mean, just a wide variety of roles yeah. too. Like Oberon is very different. He was this very like showboaty, and that was the reason why he gets like instantly killed, is yeah. because he's like running around, um, like he's running around the arena, like you killed my father, prepare to die, and the mountains just like. Bloom. Like, he's like, snap your neck. Yeah, I've never, um, I've never, I haven't seen the show, but I read the books. Didn't, yeah, didn't like he also get like, didn't he kill the mountain though? Like he, he poisoned in the book at least. I think he poisons the mountain, like with, yeah, in the fight, and so like the mountain kills him, and then like the mountain dies like almost immediately thereafter. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he did get revenge on his father. Um, but like that was like a very different role, and then like the Ma- I haven't seen the Mandalorian, but everything I've heard, it's like, like I'm sorry, me and my child need to like find an appropriate daycare. That's <laughs> basically <laughs> like no, you cannot have that many cookies. <laughs> Drop that, you know. So it's like, and then especially that's... season, especially season two, yeah, yeah, it it works his way up there, where he's like chewing chewing the season too. Like I mean, he's clearly he's clearly got like a lot of fucking range and yeah. it just seems really sad that like nobody's like I just I just don't feel like a lot of people are like using him appropriately but it'll be interesting I mean, like I don't know he's this is I mean hopefully knock on wood like this is at the beginning of a, of a really like yeah. much longer I mean he's been working for almost 20 years but like I he was I, in a Beastie Boys music video <laughs> <laughs> was he which one was he in a sabotage uh no it's it's a 2011 one make some noise yeah i don't know it's just on wikipedia i've never seen it um yeah no i don't know i feel like because i i mean the mandalorian's huge and like everyone kind of recognizes that he's like amazing amazing in that and i feel like even the people who didn't like wonder woman like the people who i've seen who didn't like it are like 
Pedro Pascal is really good. Like it's the same. <laughs> he's like really good in this movie. <laughs> like, really, like, he he shouldn't have tried too much. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just it's just not good. Because at the end of the day, you know, he's putting all of this like effort and emotion into, you know, a guy talking about granting wishes. Yeah. Just it's a vehicle for Gal Gadot's massive legs. Yeah, <laughs> massive oh, legs that could probably like you know snap you in half <laughs> um <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> is that something that that is a desirable thing to happen <laughs> i mean it's not the most undesirable thing to happen she was a slightly better person i'd want it more yeah there's um, yeah <laughs> I, those are those are that was my favorite part of the uh, of the people like kind of backlashing it it didn't last very long but there was like a day or two after the movie came out where because there's a scene and there's like some really like fucking tone deaf middle Oof. east stuff in this movie you is that the one with the missiles yeah and well, there's yeah. another one there's one there's oh, one where um where like they're they're doing the scene from raiders of the lost ark where they're like this the car chase from raiders of the lost ark like towards the end oh right right, right. they're basically doing that exact same scene mm-hmm. um, only it's like chris pine and wonder woman and like then in the middle of the road, there are these two Egyptian children like playing and not like paying attention at all and like not noticing that like fucking Fast and the Furious is happening like a hundred yards away. Uh, but so like there at that part, like Wonder Woman like swoops in and like rescues them. Something that something that was pointed out in one of the reviews that I saw was like she lands on top of the children when she's trying to rescue them. Watching the movie, but I'm like, oh my god, she totally does. Um, Yeah, so someone took a a, a screen capture from from that, and where she's like swooping towards the kids to try to save them, and like Mm -hmm. put in like the caption of "Gal, no, I know they were throwing rocks, but you don't need to do this." Oh no! (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Uh, like a vault. Yep. Oh, um. Another another person who's like really really good and kind of gets a lot of shit roles. Um, I'm gonna. I hope I don't. Uh, Amir Wacht or Wakit. Um. Anyway, he was he was the one that played the um the leader in Egypt. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. the leader of Egypt. Like people were like. Oh, well, they're saying he's an emir, but Egypt doesn't have an emir. Yeah. No, he's not the the emir of Egypt. He's the emir of uh, Balaki, uh, Balaya, which is a fictional DC country that existed in like the distant past and then was subsumed by Egypt. Mm. Anyway, that's like he's like another person that just keeps getting cast as like like Egyptian terrorist or like. Egyptian warlord and um is actually like like and then he played uh Rami's dad in Rami on Hulu and it's like he's kind of just an adorable guy <laughs> in that and you're like oh <laughs> like, you seem really chill and sweet and like I, I don't know like his his scenes are very fun um and then like you look at all of the rest of his 
Did he have <laughs> more than like, one scene? No, he just had the one scene. Okay. Like he, he, like another. I'm just saying, like another actor who's like very good that kind of has gotten the shaft from Hollywood. Um, you know, he, he gets like a bunch of bit roles and often, you know, cast as like a terrorist or a warlord or a you know sultan or whatever. And um, you know, but like in Rami, he got to be like just an adorable dad, and <laughs> it was was very charming. Um, so anyway, it just sucks. Hollywood sucks. Um, our country sucks. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) And we've come full circle. And we've come full circle. Man, we had a lot to say about a movie that at the beginning we were like, we have, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Alex, what do you want to talk about? Because I have one more thing, but, um, we've been talking for a while. Um, well, I've, I don't know. Like we, we celebrated New Year's together, uh, digitally. Yeah. Um, and I don't exactly remember what went down. I think we, we played <laughs> Among Us. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I, it's it. I think it was a lot of fun, and um, I I I don't drink a whole lot, but I I uh, drank more than I think I ever had in that one night. Uh, and played Among Us with a bunch of friends, and uh, I don't know. You have you played a lot of Among Us? I know you played like a little bit. We well, played several months two games with you, and that's about it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so, did you have any takes now that you've had more of a chance to play it? Anything else that kind of comes to mind it's, about it's, Among Us? It's a good. It's a good fun. It's a good fun. Yeah, game. I really super enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I don't know. There's like, not really like much to like dissect with Among Us, honestly. Like, I mean, it's it's really well designed. It's it's. I'm glad that it's a game whose time is coming, like, because it's been out for forever, and now it's like finally getting the recognition that it it's deserved. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I got kind of tired of it after a while because we kept playing like a lot of it, and yeah. so I hadn't played it in a. In a about a month and a half since uh until new year's uh, but yeah no i'm just trying to think of things that we have all experienced that we can all talk about but like we all don't have much to talk about with that so uh yeah um no what have i been doing um working and oh i watched um uh, Adachi and Shimamura. I I think I mentioned like a couple months ago or like a month and a half ago that I had started watching an anime called uh, Adachi and Shimamura, and then I said I'm not going to say too much about it because it hasn't finished, and I wanted to wait until I finished watching it. Yeah. Uh, but I finally we finally finished that, and it is um, it's it's basically just like like it's it's a it's a high school romance anime um about you know two girls uh that seem to love each other but are too um scared to say anything about it and that's like what they drag out for 12 episodes and it's i'm not saying that it's like um kind of like 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 they take their time with it and not a whole lot happens unfortunately it's not a very it's a, a kind of a will they won't they of mm. uh of that form and uh i it 
certainly kept me wondering if they would or wouldn't for 12 episodes. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, and uh, maybe there's going to be season two where we figure out if they still won't or they still will. But as far as I can see, uh, it's kind of a dud, unfortunately. Uh, sorry. That's all right. It's just I, I, I can't think of much else to talk about because like I saw that I read um, volume two of uh, Sexiled. Um, and that was was more of the same of, of volume one. So there's really not much more to go on to. And if there's a lot of if there's something that only one person has seen, it's kind of hard to to like play off of that with all three of us. Mm, that's true. That's fair. So I don't know. I don't know though. I'm the only one that sold Bridgerton, and I can talk about that for a minute. Okay. <laughs> what is this? You'd rather um, talk about that than uh, than Sabrina. We we should save Sabrina um, for the next. Okay. Let's save Sabrina we, for the next episode so we can we, it. We, okay. it. You should have you watched any of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or no? I have. I watched um I think most of season one. I think I still have a few episodes of season one to finish, and then I guess like the rest of the show to binge through in two weeks. Yeah, uh, exactly. You should you should one hundred percent. We will just we'll just <laughs> oh talk god. about Sabrina. Oh god, that sounds exhausting. Oh god, the fourth season, just buckle up. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> Um, so yeah, how about in two weeks and listeners at home, if you want to shit talk, shit, shit talk Sabrina along with us, the chilling adventures of Sabrina on Netflix in two weeks. Oh, don't color it for me. And now I know to look out for the bad stuff. No, you're going to love it. I enjoyed season one to a certain point. Yeah, we did too. Season one is great. Season one is great. And Um, then like, after I think. No, stop. Don't, don't color the rest of it. Just, just say season one is great. We'll talk about it in two weeks. Listeners at home, if you want to like join in the conversation in two weeks, we're going to talk about all about all four seasons of Sabrina. Um, and then we'll leave it at that. Or at least season four. Well, I guess if, if Alex can refresh our memory, because I'm not going back and binge the whole thing again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, once we are done, we are done. Yeah. Um, does that sound fair to everyone? Yeah, that sounds okay. fair. So go Alex- tell us about Bridgerton. Okay. Oh, motherfucking Bridgerton. <laughs> okay, so Bridgerton, um, for the uninitiated, came out on Christmas Day on Netflix. It is an adaptation of a series of eight fucking bodice ripper romances. Oh. And it was nasty. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, and so Shonda Rhimes of like how to get away with murder and scandal fame, um, decided that her production company, Shonda, uh, Shonda Land would do, um, would adapt these books. They're, they're, they're pretty popular. Um, I, I guess I, I haven't read them. I ended up binging and I know a lot of people who just sat and watched. I watched the entire series in one day. Like he <laughs> sat and just watched the whole series. And it sounds like a lot of people are kind of in that same boat of just, they like, they sat down and they're like, Oh, we'll watch one. We'll watch another one. And then just like episode three on, it's like, yep, yeah, fuck it. Like I am, I am in it to win it. This is, <laughs> this is just happening. Um, it is not your mama's Jane Austen. Like just, if you are going to watch it, do not watch it with your parents. 
Do not watch it with your grandparents. Maybe watch it with your cool aunt that likes weed. Um, <laughs> like, but every, like it is, it is horny. Like it is so fucking horny. But the kind of nice thing, it's like, I, I think a lot of people end up comparing it to Outlander because they're both based off of historical romances. Um, Outlander is serious. Bridgerton is very campy. Um, it's pretty campy. It's pretty over the top. It's not like super historically accurate, but like who gives a shit? Um, every other scene you're watching a woman get, I'm sorry, this t- discussion, mm-hmm. Bridgerton is going to be explicit. Is that okay? Uh, we already rank ourselves as like a uh, 18 plus podcast every episode, <laughs> regardless of what's said. So yes, I think okay. it should be fine. But if you, if you are of the type of, if you're the type of person that is uncomfortable with that type of conversation, then maybe you should skip the rest of this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, but like every other scene, every other scene is some, somebody going down on some lady. Um, so just, just so much sex, just so much sex everywhere. Everybody's fucking each other. It's, it's fucking wild. So the idea is it's like early 19th century, it's Regency era. So Jane Austen, Mm -hmm. um, you have this family where there's eight kids, um, and the oldest daughter is coming out, um, like it's her season and, Um, It's like her and then her sister's best friend who lives like across the street from them. Um, Her and her three sisters are also out and looking single and looking to mingle and, um, (laughs) and, and being presented to society. So, um, so it's, it's, it's pretty fun. There are some parts that are pretty dark. Um, and then the whole, I guess, like, crux or, I don't know, um, kind of, like, the long-running plot is that there's this woman named Lady Whistlebottom, um, who is... No, it's not. Yeah. No. <laughs> Whistledon? Really? Whistledon? Maybe it's not Whistlebottom. Oh, okay. Somebody's named Feather something. I don't know. All the, They all have stupid English names. Whist- Whistledown. It is Whistledown. Okay, so Lady Whistledown uh, is printing a society paper um, and basically just giving everybody, like, the hottest 19th century tea about, like, all of these society girls. Um, And so, I don't know, I guess it's, like, Gossip Girl, but written for, uh, in, like, the Regency era. But it's kind of fun. Um, And there's a big reveal, I won't spoil it, at the end of the season. Um, where you find out who Lady Whistledown is. And Lady Whistledown is is um, basically functions as the narrator for this series and is voiced by Julie Andrews, which is a goddamn delight. Um, <laughs> one of the neat things about it, and I wish more historical um, shows did this. So, you know, it's produced by Shonda Rhimes, who's a very famous African-American woman producer. And... Um, you know, and I don't know if this is in the original source material or not, uh, but they made a very conscious decision to just basically say this is a like parallel history to ours where there were black dukes and duchesses and ladies in Regency era England. 
And they have like maybe three lines that kind of explain it. Uh, but it starts with like, Queen Charlotte. They have Queen Charlotte as portrayed by a black woman, um, which apparently in history, like it's kind of debated, but apparently they like lightened a lot of her, her features. And she actually was um, like, she, she was like mixed race. Um, so she had both like black and white ancestry. Um, but like when they painted her, they would paint her very, very light skinned and kind of gloss over the fact. <laughs> um, and so, um, and so, yeah, and they give pretty much like three lines to just explain, um, like there's three almost throwaway lines that explain why, um, why you see black people in, in seats of power in, Regency era England, and I just like I love that choice. What are the three lines? What do they say? They um, it's basically like one of the because like they all have to fall in love with a duke, and the duke has to have a tragic backstory because that's how these things work. <laughs> um, but like the duke's tragic backstory is that like his father was one of the first, I guess supposedly like one of the first men, or what their family is like one of the first black families to been granted a duchy um or a dukedom mm. right in in England and so his father like um essentially abused him like not essentially like his his father was very abusive because he wanted to like raise and you know the perfect gentleman who would inherit this dukedom and continue on the line right mm-hmm. um but he's like the most eligible and so like because of that he doesn't want to have kids um it comes with the dumbest plan ever. <laughs> and um, Bridgerton Twitter is fun. If you need a break from like everything that's happening, <laughs> from like the world. from the world, gestures broadly, um, go check out Bridgerton Twitter. I mean, even if you don't know the series and you don't, you're not going to watch it, like it's pretty fucking funny. Um, <laughs> do it for the memes, y'all. But like he... So he decides that he's like not going to ever get married and not going to get and not going to have children, which of course makes him more eligible in the eyes of all these ladies. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just it's the so so did that if it, it like sufficiently explain it for you, Alex? Yeah, yeah. But I, I just like the handling of that, where they're just like these are the three lines. This explains it. We're not going to go into it any further. Um, fucking deal with it, like. <laughs> you know there's like another line or two about like yeah they used to think of us as like exotic oddities but now we're part of their society and they have to fucking deal with it and like yeah that's like the other I think that's like the third line that's kind of tossed in there but otherwise it's just like yeah they're black people like fucking deal with it (laughs) (laughs) and I just I really love that approach in historical drama you know because it's like I'm still old enough to remember like not still old enough. Like, I mean, I remember being in high school when the Lord of the Rings movies came out and everybody, you know, probably myself included, unfortunately. Um, but I've learned and grown as a person since in those 15 years. Let's um, hope. Let's, thanks. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, thanks, if you're, if you're still the same person that you were 15, 15 years, years ago, ago, there's a yeah. fucking problem. That is true. That is true. But you know, I think like a lot of people made a lot of excuses for the lack of diversity in Lord of the Rings. And looking back on it now, it's like, it's a fucking fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you have to explain any reason for there to be anybody of any ethnicity, right? Um, you know, to now having read, um, Bridgerton, that's, you know, a very diverse cast and them just being like, yeah, suck it. Like, 
<laughs> like we're here get over it. Um, you know, so that that's like really refreshing and really nice. Cause you know, like Outlander doesn't do that. Um, and there's like a lot of other, other historical epics, um, like Downton Abbey, they went like three seasons before having a single black person on it. <laughs> like there's so, there's just so many historical shows that just are like, well, you know, it's a historical drama. What are you going to do? We, we can't have black people. And, you know, for Bridgerton to be like, no, that's not a fucking excuse anymore. Um, I, I really like that. I really appreciate it. Um, I mean, it's a costume drama. It's a bodice ripper. There's lots of sex. There's lots of pretty costumes. There's constantly some shiny object for you to ogle at. <laughs> so the plot is pretty like, <laughs> I don't want to say the plot is minimal because there's a lot of shit that goes down, but like, you're not watching for the plot. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, overall, the plot is minimal, but the tea is scalding. Exactly. <laughs> Both real and metaphorical. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, the one thing I will say that is kind of a bummer is that, like, although there are black people, and I don't know if this was an intentional or unintentional choice, um, it's probably intentional. But um, although there's a lot of black characters there's not a lot of black joy um and almost all of the the black characters have like a tragic backstory Mm. (laughs) or dealing with some like personal like are dealing with serious personal trauma and I hope that that gets like resolved in the second season but it could also just be like you know it could also be commentary um Mm -hmm. so you know about like existing in these two separate spaces you know, but but it would be it would be nice to see more more black joy in this show, if that makes sense. I think like one is like the the woman, the modiste, who's the woman that owns the dress shop. Like she's just she's just living her best fucking life. <laughs> like and she's like the one black character that gets to just purely exist in a realm of joy <laughs> and happiness. You know, but of course she's like middle class, and so she has to deal with a bunch of other shit like that. But anyway. Um, if you are looking for a, a big, shiny distraction um, for a few hours, I highly recommend it. If you are looking for historical accuracy, if you are looking for, uh, you know, melodrama, if you're looking for any nuggets of truth to Naman over a couple of days, no, it's not that. Um, <laughs> I also like to see it be queerer. Um, and I... I really hope they make a departure. So the books are written um, in the early 2000s, so about 20 years ago, which is really shocking and horrible to say that out loud. Um, <laughs> you know, when I guess like queer literature was like first kind of coming onto the scene, not like first coming onto the scene, but becoming more mainstream. So there's not, there's really very little queerness in the show. Um, none of the main characters at least according to the books, none of the main characters are members of the alphabet mafia, um, <laughs> the LGBTQIA plus, but um, hopefully, cause like there's like a couple, there's a couple characters where you're like, she's not gay. He's not gay. Are we sure? Are we sure? <laughs> um, specifically in my mind, like Benedict Bridgerton and um, Eloise, Eloise Bridgerton like you cannot sit there and tell me that Eloise is not a lesbian and that Benedict is not like a bi icon 
Like you don't, don't fucking don't sit there and tell me these lies. Do not feed me this. (laughs) You know, so, but according to the books, they are very straight. TMCR. I guess we're going to get Chris Pine, the straight boover, on there in the second season to be like, nope, Eloise is straight. I am here. Um, Isn't she also, according to the Wikipedia, like 13? No, I think she's like 16. I don't know. The ages are all very nebulous. I try not to focus on it. I think I think a lot of people get that wrong about like, like people did not like people think, you know, people today think that people back then all got married at like 12 or 14. Yeah, that is a... That was like not a thing that happened. I mean, like political marriages, like, like, what's the word? Um, Engagements would happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, nobody's getting down and and doing it at that age. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, Marie Antoinette sure is getting like married, but I mean... It was also like you said for that's a political alliance. You mm-hmm. know, if you're a random lord or lady, or if you're just like an upper middle class miss, you're not getting fucking married at sixteen. <laughs> like that shit's not happening. Um, so I think people just have like a very, and I don't know how well researched, and I and I think they're also making like a lot of conscious choices, um, but. Uh, to not be historically accurate, but um, man, but Regency era costumes, I'm going to say one more thing and I'll shut up, but mm-hmm. um, Regency era costumes also just age everyone down. <laughs> That's not true. It <laughs> ages all, it ages women down by like 10 years <laughs> and it ages men up by like 10 years. And <laughs> who knows what it does to NBs. Um, <laughs> to our non-binary friends. I don't know, split the difference at five, but like, <laughs> they just get to stay the same. But like, if if you're like a woman and you wear like a Regency, like a Jane Austen costume, like it, because of the way that it like flattens your breast and shoves them up under your chin and then you have the on pier silhouette. So it just is straight down. So you mm-hmm. look like you have, you have no hips, you have no ass. You have it's no it's just a bell with, with like breasts on top. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like you are, you are a column with tits <laughs> in the Regency era. Um, and so because of that, I feel like it just constantly ages everybody down. And I had to like go and look up the actors real ages because I was freaking out the whole time. Like, Oh my God, can you do that to her? Like, I think she's <laughs> underage. And then it's like the actress is like 25 and I'm like, oh, okay, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um versus like the men for some reason with the like you know with like the stockings and the um you know and the coats and whatever um all look much older than they are um mm-hmm. like the fact that the woman playing Daphne and the man playing the duke were only actually five years apart <laughs> in age IRL in real life like just blew my mind because I'm like she looks like she's 12 like, please get your hands off of her. <laughs> Just like the whole fucking time. And it's like, oh no, everybody that's on the show is in their 20s. <laughs> like, they're all consenting adults. And I'm like, this is so wild. Um, sorry, one more thing, one last thing. Just because I think it's really cool. Um, they also employed an intimacy coordinator, um, which I think is also like SAG rules. I think you have to do that um, when you get to a certain level of production. Um, but like the, so all of the sex scenes are like highly choreographed, like 
you know, highly choreographed, highly consensual dress, like all, you know, built up on like, okay, you're going to, you know, put your hand here and she's going to put like her lips there. And so I think that's the other reason why they just look so beautiful and like the sex is so titillating <laughs> because it's so like just wonderfully choreographed. Um, but it's, it is really cool that they had like an intimacy coordinator on, on set um, that did all of that. And they did that for several, several weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Anyway, I guess that's it. That's all my thoughts on Bridgerton. <laughs> about okay. 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You okay, Alex? <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that I can bring to the table, and I'm just drawing up like I can't stop thinking about the coup. I'm sorry, no, <laughs> you're just fine. not leaving my brain. Wow, well, um, you can't stop thinking about really important historical <laughs> events that are happening right the fuck now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I just shared a, a uh, Onion article about. Uh, Serbia deploys peacekeeping troops to the United States. Yeah. <laughs> I also love the this is the fa we were anti about the by the way. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. Uh we didn't talk about Bean Dad. We did not talk we about Bean Dad. Okay, Bean Dad. That uh, happened like yesterday. It happened a couple days ago, but it felt <laughs> like two years ago. <laughs> Oh. Every day is every day. Every is, day is a year in twenty twenty one. There, there are there are years when we fuck around, and there are weeks when we find out. Yep. Uh, to paraphrase Lenin, I guess. Um, <laughs> well played, December thirty seventh, twenty twenty. I just literally fucking can't. Anyway. Um, yeah, being like, dead. I feel like we're running out of running out of steam here. So, yeah. uh, I think yeah. we're call it for tonight, y'all. This is a sounds. Point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, friends. Good night. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Elise. <laughs> I'm Alex. Good night, everybody. Take Stay care. Safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Punch Nazi.